The International Science Council works at the global level to catalyze and convene scientific expertise, advice, and influence on issues of major concern to both science and society. In this podcast series dedicated to women in science around the world, we discuss gender equality in science systems, sharing initiatives and experiences in ways that go beyond mere gender awareness in favor of effective, transformative action. Brought to you by the International Science Council, advancing science for the global public good. In this episode, we speak with Gloria Bonder. Gloria is an Argentinian gender equality activist coordinator for the UNESCO Regional Chair on Women, Science, and Technology in Latin America. She was distinguished by UNESCO as one of the 60 women worldwide who helped accomplish the organization's goals, representing the voices, aspirations, and visions of many women around the world. Bonder speaks about the importance of mentorship and what it's like to be a role model for girls. Hi, Gloria. Thanks so much for coming to chat with us today. Would you mind just giving us a brief introduction of who you are, where you're from, and what you're doing at the moment? Okay. Um, my name is Gloria Bonder. I am the UNESCO Chair on Women's Science and Technology in Latin America and also the coordinator of the International Network of UNESCO Chairs on Gender Equality. Can you speak a bit about gender equality in your home country of Argentina? Currently, where does gender equality stand at the moment, and how has it sort of progressed over the last decade or a couple decades that you've noticed? Well, I would say it progresses enormously, enormously. I'm a feminist. I start uh, working on, on gender issues 25 years ago, and uh, I saw enormous progress. In what sense? In the sense of uh, social awareness of gender inequality and uh, gender-based violence and uh, all kinds of uh, I mean, obstacles uh, that women have to face for their fully development in, in, in their life and in their work and in, the, in politics, etc. Having said that, that doesn't mean that uh, we have uh, solved all the problems, not at all. We have a high rate of um, gender-based violence, uh, abuse, rape uh, in the country. Uh, we haven't achieved uh, what we were looking for, that is uh, approval of a law for a free and safe abortion, uh, which we have been uh, struggling for years, and, and many other things. But what is very important to say from Argentina and from the Latin America as a continent, especially some countries, I would say more than others, is that all generations and particularly young women are becoming more and more conscious and more and more committed socially for this, this, the things, no? So I think that uh, we are in a particular phase of uh, uh, the history of uh, women in, in our society. What sort of changes are facilitating that in Latin America? What sort of things are happening, whether this be socially or from an institutional level, that are inspiring young women to not only pursue careers in science, but just pursue more non-traditional roles in society? 
Well, I think that there has been, as I said, an increase for the number of women in education from primary school, of course, and also in, uh, in secondary and, 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 and at the university level. I have to highlight is that the approval of certain laws that are very important, the quota law for women political participation. So we now have 30% of women in the parliament, and in some provinces, uh, even 50% of women in the parliament. We have uh, programs for sexual and reproductive health and uh, sexual and reproductive education, a law for that. That doesn't mean that it's not a problem to implement it. I want to say that there are problems for the implementations, but we have that we started when uh, after the dictatorship with the first law that we we fight for was the law of the, for divorce legal divorce those are, are laws and policies which are very very important but this is not all the most important uh, thing is the change of culture what really uh, impact me very much is the number of women, especially young women, in the streets, participating, organized, being uh, uh, really leaders. I, I can, you know, uh, in the schools, in uh, especially in some schools, they have uh, student centers. Most of those student centers are leaded by women, young women, mm. a very articulated, very savvy, very convincing. We are making an impact in society. Of course, it's necessary for young women, I think, to have role models uh, and just in science and in general to look at someone and say, OK, they're doing that. I can do that, too. If I'm right, you were named one of the 60 women who helped accomplish UNESCO's goals towards gender equality. Yeah, right. So what does it feel like for you to be a role model for young women? Well, it feels, I mean, I'm proud of this because of I have worked so much and I'm, I'm still working at my age so much doing research, doing education, training, mentoring, etc., etc. So um, it's a um, recognition of all the work, uh, not only me, I mean, myself with a, with a group of, of, of other women and men, and men have been doing for many years. In terms of the personal, uh, I think that uh, young women even though they recognize the, the pioneers, I would say I am a pioneer, but they, they have their own uh, ways of thinking, their own ways of behaving, and it's, it's great. It's great because they have uh, new ideas and they are much more involved in, uh, in diversity issues, especially in LG. And I don't know how to say it in English and in lesbian LGBTQ. LGBTQ. <laughs> they want to have their own discourse, their own goals for which uh, they have, uh, to struggle for. In my team, we have uh, young, young, uh, young researchers also working with us, 
And now, and that is, uh, that's something I wanted to share with you. We are now developing a very a fantastic research project that I love it. It's a sort of research on the opinions and attitudes and values of the younger generation towards gender equality. What is the project called? It doesn't have a title yet. Okay. <laughs> It's a project we are, we are doing for uh, UN Women. Okay. But what I wanted to know is uh, what they think about, what, what they really think about gender, gender equality, uh, if they have doubts, if they have um, uh, ambivalence mm. uh, towards some of the aspects of or if they have conflicts with women in different parts of the of the country. Because we also want to measure or to see uh, differences between uh, a social class and, uh, and geographically. And so I'm, I'm very happy with this project. At what point in your career did you become involved in activism? And did you start in activism or was this something that evolved as you continued your research in your field? Well, no, I, I was blessed. I would say I was blessed. I started uh, during the dictatorship time with a small group of, of women that uh, in a very, you know, private place we met every, every week, I think, or every two weeks to discuss how we, we were, because my, my first uh, degree is in psychology. And so it's a group of psychologists that we, we started discussing uh, our theory about women as a psychological, as a psychic life. Or, because we, were, we weren't uh, happy. We saw other things. We saw the influence of the, the social condition of women in their subjectivity. We didn't know what, what it was at that time. So we started like this. And then uh, when I start reading, 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 and I discovered that there was a word there that's called women's studies, in, especially in the U.S. and in the U.K. And I found the director was, we didn't have internet, it was at that time, I found the director of the feminist press, Florence Howe. So I sent her a letter saying, look, We're meeting every two weeks. We discuss so and so. And we also discuss how we as psychologists feel when we have to deal with other women's problems, etc. And, and she answered me back immediately. Uh, she sent me a letter. That was a letter. And she says, well, yes, you are doing women's studies. And yes, I invite you to a UN meeting in Uh, in Copenhagen. I was shocked. And, and she is my mentor. She's still alive. She's very old. And she had been for years and years my mentor. And, uh, well, and so, and, and then I realized what academic feminist was. What sort of things did she say to you as a mentor that you would say to other young girls to actively encourage them to just to realize that these things are possible for women? Well, you know, I am against, and she, didn't, she never said to me, yes, you can. I'm against that. Yes, you can. Why is that? It's very individualistic. It's very meritocratic. She said to me, uh, 
be open, ask questions all the time to yourself and to other people, read and and discuss. So uh, I I think she what she said is your freedom from prejudice from discrimination will come from uh, asking questions from thinking from debating from uh, you know be open to all ideas etc cetera, etc cetera. but she never said that and i never said yes you can because uh, i am against uh, that that kind of empowerment i think the the real power comes from from being involved with things, being involved with others. She encouraged me to learn. That was her message. Thank you so much for coming in, Gloria. It was really nice to chat with you. Thank you for, for inviting me. Thank you for listening to ISC Presents Women in Science. For more information on the International Science Council's initiatives to address gender equality around the world, go to our website, council.science podcasts. Thank you.